Parent Life Podcast, episode 55. This is the Parent Life Podcast, and I'm Jason Stanland. This week we begin our report from the Pew Research Center. If you're not familiar with Pew Research, uh, they conduct public opinion polling, demographic research, content analysis, and other data-driven social science research. That's directly from their website. According to their website, they are a nonpartisan fact tank that informs the public about the issues, attitudes, and trends shaping the world. Uh, this group's been around since like the early 90s, uh, and I have long since uh, trusted their research, used their research uh, for providing legitimate data. So, on December 14, 2021, Pew Research released a report titled About 3 in 10 U.S. Adults Are Now Religiously Unaffiliated. This comes right to about 29%. Uh, this has been colloquially called the rise of the nuns. Uh, this comes from census data where a person designates his or her re- religious affiliation. Generally, it could be like Christian, Muslim, uh, something like that. And then it says none, no ref- religious affiliation. And so that's what they're referring to here. Uh, so not too many years ago, America was by and large a nation full of people who designated themselves as Christian. Now, uh, this number uh, has changed significantly. Uh, so let me talk about this number a little bit. Uh, so this number is just people who designate themselves as Christians. They do not designate, you know, if they're active church uh, members, if they're going regularly, um, if they have an accurate representation of people who are actively being discipled even in local churches. That's definitely not um, the case here. So this could refer to someone who grew up in a church in Alabama or something like that, lives in Seattle, and has not attended church in the last 50 years, but they still would identify as a Christian. Uh, so just bear that in mind. Uh, so this statistic refers um, that there or reflects that there's a movement in our culture away from Christianity. Some have uh, referred to this as being post-Christian, meaning the influence of Christianity on our culture is a thing of the past. Uh, furthermore, the movement is not towards some other religion. It is a movement away from all religion, many of them citing that they no longer trust institutionalized religion. So again, they have no religious affiliation. So this has been a trend that has been long expected for some time now. I would even go as far to say that the youth pastors who work with the younger generations have seen this trend much more than uh, many other people. Uh, Anecdotally, I would say I have seen this in my own ministry. It was as if every grade as I got younger and younger were less Christian or came with less biblical literacy or spiritual um, background from the church or anything like that. So Pew Research now tells us that self-identified Christians now make up 63% of the population here in the U.S., This is down from 75% only a decade ago. When I was growing up, Pew would say things like they they were over 90% of America identifies as Christians. So we are seeing a sharp angle, a trajectory away from Christianity. Uh, Other religions compromise about uh, or comprise about 6% of the population. This number has actually stayed the same since 2007. 
Um, I find this interesting because America has seen a lot of immigration in that time frame, uh, particularly from areas with different religions. Um, so you would think that maybe we would see a rise in our U.S. demographic, but actually that has stayed pretty much the same. Um, even those who are coming from Central and South America, those would be predominantly Catholic, and so we would almost anticipate an affiliation towards Catholicism and thus Christian within the census data, but the numbers are still in decline. Um, so uh, what this does for many of us parents is it means that there are two things for us to look for. Um, the reason this number is growing is because the younger generations are becoming less and less interested in institutionalized religion. Now, remember, these numbers are generics. It does not actually have any differentiation by generation. So when it says uh, 29% or 3 out of 10 are now no religious affiliation, if you go to the people who are 70, 80, and 90 years old, they would probably identify as Christian. Um, the large portion of them would identify as Christian. But in order to get that average, that means the younger generations successively have been less and less Christian. So what this actually means is that the younger you are, the more likely you are to lean away from Christianity, even if you were raised as a Christian. So it's more likely that the younger generations are 40% um, not affiliated with any religious background, even more possible they could even be over 40%. Um, so therefore, it's actually more likely, um, almost a 1 in 2 instead of a, a 3 in 10, could almost be up to a 1 in 2 potential. This is, again, me anecdotally understanding this statistic, and with my experience, it's possible that as many as 1 in 2 of the youngest generation, Generation Alpha, is actually no religious affiliation. Um, that might be too high, but again, uh, this is why as a middle school pastor, I'm very intentional and strategic about discussing apologetics with students. Um, I'm constantly running into students who are um, influenced by a worldview that is not Christian, has no background in Christianity, and so many parents are even very concerned that their kids will become one of the statistics where they walk away from their faith. And based on statistics, that is a genuine concern for many Christians. So, what do you do as a parent to prepare your child to face a growing movement towards a secular worldview? Let me start with saying that it begins with your own faith. Um, do you practice spiritual disciplines, Bible study, prayer, giving, worship? Are you actively attending a church? Uh, your lifestyle is the wellspring to disciple your children. Um, if you're not living an active relationship with Jesus, you're not doing any of the spiritual disciplines, you don't have a white-hot relationship pursuing after Christ, your kids will see that. Um, so think of it this way, you can't guide your kids to a place that you've never been. Uh, years ago, Ken DeCreasy Dean wrote a book called Almost Christian, and she wrote that the reason kids were growing up towards this non-affiliation, as we're referring to it now, is that the parents raised them this way. The parents raised them to be mediocre Christians. How did this happen? The parents essentially were discipling their children, but what they were doing is they were discipling their children according to the truth of their life. 
And so maybe they went on went to church some Sundays or maybe partially some of the time. Um, active attendance in Southern Baptist churches used to be you attended four weeks, three to four weeks out of the month. Now we see where people consider themselves active members of a church, and they only attend once per month. And so what has happened is there has been a trend towards mediocre, backslidden faith, if you want to call it that way. Uh, And maybe they're doing a bunch of other things, and so the kids then become mediocre Christians because that's actually what they were raised to become, was mediocre Christians. Now, sometimes, and this is actually what we're seeing here, is that when a child is being raised in a mediocre faith, they say, well, what's the purpose? Why bother? Um, And so they're essentially rejecting the mediocre faith of their parents, and that's predominantly where the nuns are coming from. Um, And so, again, that was Ken DeCreasy Dean in her book, Almost Christian, a very influential book in student ministry, particularly for Southern Baptists. And so I would highly recommend uh, reading that one. So let's get into some advice for parenting to combat this trend in your home specifically. So let's go back to this um, personal relationship with the Lord. You need to have a strong time of personal devotion with God. Okay, now what I'm not saying is that you have to be legalistic about it, okay? Many Christians around the world don't have this opportunity. It is a privilege that we have Scripture in our own language where we can all read and we actually have copies ourselves. Many cultures, that is not the case. So it's a privilege. It's not a spiritual requirement. This is not a mandate of discipleship. However, the spiritual disciplines of prayer, of spending time with other Christians, of fellowshipping with other Christians, growing in your faith, having accountability, all of these show that or display that you have an intention to become more like Christ and to be... um, a better servant for him, whether that's through uh, your giving, whether that's through uh, your time. If you go on mission trips, any of those things, what they should do is they should reflect a mature adult relationship with the Lord, one that is marked by spiritual maturity. That is the wellspring from where you disciple your own children. If you're not doing that, then I'm just being honest, your kids are going to look at your faith and say, well, it may not matter that much to mom, it may not matter that much to dad, therefore maybe it shouldn't matter that much to me. So, you need to start there, and if you're part of our church, Fruit Cove Baptist Church, I would highly suggest getting to one of our discipleship groups. A connect group is great for you to develop that fellowship portion, Um, but it is for that, it's for fellowshipping, it's for connection, that's why it's called a connect group on Sunday mornings. But we do these things called D-groups or discipleship groups where you get in and you actually learn these steps in a much smaller group. It'll be uh, four or five guys in a group, maybe six at most. I generally allow only six students to one adult leader, but we do have adult versions um, that are slightly different. And you go through Scripture together. You learn how to share the gospel. You learn how to be accountable. There's also radical mentoring. All these options are fantastic. And what I really want to do in some future episodes is talk about some of the avenues that are available for Christians to develop these kind of traits. If your church doesn't have something, go to your pastor and say, like, hey, I want to be a better disciple of Christ. What does that look like? What does that mean for me? What should I do? What are next steps even? And 
you need to be in a position where there's someone who's more mature in their faith and they are allowing you to imitate them. That is discipleship 101, is imitating someone with a more mature faith. Second, at home you should display a mature faith in front of your family. Many families, if they pray, they have like dinner prayers and that's it. If they talk about Scripture... It's more like, what do you think what the pastor said or something like that? They rarely break open the Bible for themselves as a family because, again, the parents rarely break open the Bible for themselves as an individual. So find ways where you can display a mature faith in front of your family, okay? Um, and I say in front of your family, not just in front of your kids, because, again, this is where the wellspring of your own personal walk bleeds over into how you can be a godly man of your household, leading your wife, leading your marriage with integrity. So, have more than dinner prayers with your kids. Uh, Deuteronomy 6 talks a little bit about some of these times, uh, and so I've, I've created a format for that. And one of the things that I suggest in that format is, in the morning, when you're taking your kid to school or picking them up from school, chat with them about their day. Try and do it through the lens of being a Christian. Help them to understand, okay, I can view what I'm doing as a Christian, and I can interpret that as a Christian. The other thing you can do is pray over them at night. Bless them, literally bless them in your words, uh, asking God to bless them for integrity, bless them for their personality, um, things like that, um, over your child every night, and pray genuine mature Christian prayers over your kids. And then another thing is um, at dinner or something like that, if you if you are having a family dinner, and I'm, again, this is not strict. I'm not saying that every night you should be doing this, okay? Uh, what I am saying is that when you guys are together, open up the Word, find Scripture. I use the daily uh, verse of the day from a app that I follow. Um, and so I just do the verse of the day, and we talk about it for maybe 10, 15 minutes because I have little kids and they can't handle really anything beyond 10 minutes. Uh, sometimes it's a little over their heads, but hey, that's okay. We just find something that we can talk about. And so in that way, I'm displaying a genuine faith in front of them constantly. Um, by doing one, a personal pursuit of the Lord, it affects who you are. It affects how you think. It affects what you do spiritually. It affects your conduct. And then the second, by presenting this in front of your kids as a mature faith of this is what a mature Christian looks like, this is how a mature Christian relates to God, that models an example for your children that will follow more of the pattern of train up your child in the way they should go. And when they are, Scripture says, old, but I like to say grown, they will not depart from it. So thank you for listening to the Parent Life Podcast today. If you have any questions about me or my ministry, you can go to jasonstanlin.com. For more information about Fruit Cove Baptist Church and her ministries here in Jacksonville, Florida, you can go to fruitcove.com. Links are in our description and in the bio. If you would like to submit a question or response to the podcast, you can email us at parentlife at fruitcove.com. May you be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Colossians 1.9. See you next week.